Welcome home to a life without limits, where you honor your alignment, nourish your soul, and awaken your inner goddess. Some days we fly, some, well, we've got you, sister. Abundance is your birthright. This is your remembrance. Hot Mess Goddess, juicy conversations for a luscious life. Welcome, Kelly, to the Hot Mess Goddess podcast. Thank you. I'm glad we actually made this work this morning. I know. Oh, it, it always works in divine timing, I find. Yeah. Yeah, I've learned to be quite flexible in that sense. It is what it is and it will be when it will be. So I was just having a chat with you about what it is you do. So you, you help people basically combining coaching and therapy to allow others to, I guess, to bring out their own embodied leader within. So can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So I work mainly with women in leadership and that leadership can look like they're in um, a corporate role or that leadership can be that they're running their own business and they're an entrepreneur. What I have found is that those invisible blocks that we come to often have a lot to do with the stories of our past. But without going and digging and spending a lot of time going through all of the things and hacking up everything that you can possibly find in your past, which that could just take a whole lifetime and waste a whole lifetime. Yeah. We look at where they want to go and we look at what that vision really does look like for them. And a lot of the time what I find is that People have spent so long being something for other people and being that chameleon that changes for anyone and everyone around them that they actually have no idea who that person is or, even more importantly, what that person wants. That was definitely me. (laughs) To get to that core, um, we need to kind of clear the noise a little bit. And so that's usually where I start. I, I start with the breath every single session, whether it be with a client, whether it be with a group of people, whether it be with a conference, purely because it just brings us back to that space where we're connected back to ourselves. And then the journey really is understanding if anything was possible, and I mean absolutely anything because I've seen some pretty big shifts in the work that I've done in my own self and in the work that I've done with so many women that anything really is possible the moment that we make that vision possible. So we really start to play again and expand into what's possible if it could be anyway. And then we explore where they're limited And the limitation comes from that person that they've been for everyone and anyone else in their past. And so when you can clear that and shift focus into that vision with a really strong belief and sense of purpose, then everything in someone's life becomes of value and everything has intention. And it doesn't actually matter what is going on in their life there is a meaning behind it because of the work that they're doing in internally. It's like yeah. an inside-out model of leadership where we're shifting from learnt leadership to embodied leadership. 
you know, and that's that's a journey. That's a process of unlearning and undoing everything that is actually not you. That makes so much sense because, you know, we're all told we go through school and we go through all these different systems to be told what to do, what we should be thinking, all of that stuff. So no wonder so many of us get through the end of that and say, I don't know what I want. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I should be doing. Like, why am I even here? <laughs> what is this cruel joke of a life? Right. <laughs> And crazy. the interesting thing is that the the women that I get to work with every single day are highly successful from an external point of view. You know, they've hit those benchmarks and they get to a point where they just think there's got to be something more. There is a sense of purpose that I'm, I'm kind of missing out on. And more importantly and more exciting for me, there's something that I'm here to do for others in the place of impact. And I kind of play with that selflessness that seems to be a part of that person who does everything for everyone else and tries to be everything for everyone else in that we tend to be really selfless and want things for others rather than really truly desiring it for ourselves. So to flip that on its head, I often look at what they truly desire to make that impact in and why. And when you can make that vision really important and really real and really clear, and they can see that they're the only person who can create that shift in whatever industry or whatever way that they are, they get onto their purpose and they stop questioning why they stop questioning whether they can do it or how they can do it because they're focused on making that impact that they know they're now here to do. Yes. Yeah. That makes so much sense because success is, it looks so different for everyone. Have you found that with many of the women you work for, they suddenly change their whole lives around or it's the subtle shifts, the success is embodied in a different way and then their purpose is, because they have a purpose now, their success gets even greater in something that they're already doing? It works both ways, yeah. I, I work in a way that creates subtle micro-shifts because the reality is that you change your life a degree and the trajectory is completely different. And what I find particularly women who are high achievers and have really high expectations of themselves is that they also set these really huge lists of things that they need to get done and to do. And I'm shifting people from this doing to actually being. And in order for them to do that, they get to shift gears, you know, and it's hard when you've been running a million miles an hour going nowhere to stop and allow yourself a different pace and create space essentially because space is uncomfortable because space means you're going to actually have to feel things and connect back in to yourself and start relying on yourself rather than everyone else. So when you talk about it is subtle shifts and it is those subtle shifts that allow the shift in an understanding of what success means, you know, and 
someone will go out and make big purchases, buy cars, buy houses, buy material things because they think that that's going to be a solution that's going to make them feel better. My work is not to stop them from doing that straight away. Yeah. <laughs> My work is to get them to understand that there's actually a different way for them to connect and that it is far more powerful and far more sustainable than all of those external things. It means that they can have those but their success doesn't rely upon those. And so, again, whether it's expensive items or whether it's a certain title or whether it's a job or whether it's even a family structure, you know, marriage breaks down and someone's whole identity has been on that they are going to be with this person forever. And to revision that, they first need to have that deeper understanding of, What could success mean for them if it looks different? And when that shift occurs, there is an acceptance and there's also this opportunity to move through transition in a different way. You know, there's a different grace to it because it's not forced. It's just shifting into a different way of seeing ourselves and creating a, a whole new identity that isn't attached to something on the outside world. Yes. Yeah. I definitely wish you were around when my marriage broke up (laughs) when I was in my early thirties, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Because I felt so incredibly lost. I had, I just didn't see it coming and I didn't know who I was in the world. We'd been together since we were 18. It's all I knew in my adult life. And so, and I really honestly believed it would be forever, but I'm so glad it wasn't (laughs) now. Yeah, now. But it took a long while to get to that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the beauty of having these kinds of conversations is that there is a woman out there somewhere listening to this in that lost place right now. And she can know that there is actually a, a fast track solution. And I think also and I've seen this over and over again, I've had this said to me many times before, but we go through experience that we're meant to go through in the way that we're meant to go through it so that we can have that purpose and that sense of service. And the people that I've had the opportunity and the honour to work with have usually had huge things happen in their lives and those huge things that have happened in their lives when that can shift to a place of purpose and that can shift and be given meaning. And we get that wisdom from the trauma that we went through. That's where we can shift and have a, have a greater purpose and impact more people who may not necessarily have to go through the same path that we did. Yes. And what is the path you took to get to this place that you're in now being able to help so many others? Oh, um, I've taken many. <laughs> um, I personally had a real crash when I was building uh, my business in my retreats. And I just had the year that I had to have where everything fell apart. And I really recognized how little I was serving myself. And 
I recognised how much I needed to help everyone else and that there was actually no one there for, for me. Not that there wasn't anyone there for me because I really isolated myself because I needed to have that sense that I was coping and I was doing okay. And it was in recognising that everything outside me had the potential to change. And I think it was that sense and I, I know the exact moment that that shift happened, which was when I was almost at the end of it. And I was, I was suicidal and I had just my whole world kind of crashing around me. And I, at that point, I just couldn't see a way out. I looked at my son, who at the time was very young, and I just saw that it was really important that I somehow got myself together and got through it. And I made a decision to shift and that this it was possible for everything to do a 180. I just had to find that way. And I just dove back into the work that I'd done with others. I really started to look at what I needed and how I could meet those needs. And I found some incredible mentors along the way that I worked with um, and one who is extremely memorable to me is a woman who kind of took reality and threw it out and challenged every belief I had to the point where I'd walk away after seeing her and just and feel so challenged by everything that she shared with me because it was so not in my world and it was this idea that I could change anything if I changed it internally And I began to take those tiny steps, those micro steps. And the more I took, the bigger belief I had that things could shift and the more I started to see it reflected back in my world in all these different ways until I dove really deep into the work and started to really experience how powerfully our outside changes when we change internally. When we choose to take power back in our life, how quickly things align. When we choose to be really present with why we're doing what we're doing and how we're doing what we're doing, more importantly, you know, who we're actually being rather than what we're doing. We take a focus off the activity and bring a focus back into how we're relating to ourselves first and foremost, to the people around us and then extended in our community and in our world, that shift changes everything, you know. And I experienced that in that I had a partner who was extremely unwell and I watched as I shifted, they shifted. Wow. It was a really strong reflection back and it wasn't just that, but that was a powerful shift because it was one that I truly, I'd been trying to do all of the work externally and when I realised that it was actually the me internally that got to shift that everything started to move 
And I've seen that in, you know, I've seen that in relationship. I've seen that in finances. I've seen that with so many people now that that inner work, when it's done in the way that I've guided people through time and time again now, makes a massive shift in that external reality. You know, and it's not changing who we are at the core. It's coming back to who we are at the core. It's coming back to whoever that being was who came into this world. (laughs) When we let go of all of the obligations and all of the things that we don't think are our choice and we pull them back, there's just this amazing resource of power that comes back. And in every single person that I now get to work with, they all have such a distinct purpose. Everyone's got a different story. There is no one person on this planet who's had the same experience in life and the same viewpoint and the same shifts in awareness. So particularly in the personal development space, you'll hear some of the same things said over and over and over and over again, right? And When you hear something said, though, and it hits, it's usually because it's said from someone's real experience and it's an embodied share, not just a share from the head, from something learned from a textbook or from something that someone said. Yeah, I've definitely found that I'm not a coach myself, but I I was an obsessive learner. Everything was up in my head and I didn't embody any of it. And then one day when I was just sharing something really shitty that had happened to me and, you know, how I got out of it, basically, it really, it made someone cry. And I'm thinking, what? Like, (laughs) it didn't make sense to me. And it took a while for me to understand that me actually sharing stuff like that was really helpful instead of just sharing information from all these things I'd read and learned and, you know, because it meant nothing. I hadn't even embodied it myself. It wasn't even real for me. I knew Mm. stuff, but I wasn't doing it. And this is where, you know, our bodies tell so much. Our, Our bodies know before walking into a room whether we actually want to walk into that room or not. And that's, you know, that inner knowing, that intuition. We let it get, our head get in the way. And it's not saying that our mind isn't brilliant. It's bringing the coherence back and speaking from, you know, from here rather than up here. Yeah, because our heads can be so easily influenced. It's when you bring the head and heart together, that's where the magic lies. Yeah. That's why I love and have so passionate about that path of heart-brain coherence because when that becomes a practice and then we go out into the world, we see things differently and we hear things differently, but most importantly, we make choices differently. And so we become less reactive to the environment and far more responsive from that, you know, internal place. Yeah. And the the reason that 
you know, your conversations resonate so much with your audience is because you've really allowed yourself to drop into that space. And all of the learning is never wasted. Um, I have many clients who are like sponges for every workshop, every course, everything that they can get. And they come to that, I've wasted so much of my life, like spending money on this stuff. Like, no, because it's all in there. Now the fun is that you get to integrate it into this deeper purpose that you're here to serve, whatever that is. Because whatever that is, there's part of you that chose that course because of this deeper purpose. And that's the value of really recognising that nothing in your past is a waste of time. Absolutely none of it. But when you can stand really strongly in the here and now and to create a completely different vision and then allow it to make sense, it's like it's when you join the dots, it just really feels so much better. Yeah. Because then you know you haven't wasted all of those hours learning all those things because those things are so valuable to now what you're about to do, what you're yes. about to create. And we as women in particular can spend so much time beating ourselves up over past stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a habit almost. It's sneaky too, you know. Um, I just caught out one of my clients saying it in her, you know, her, and she's really, she's like, oh my goodness. She's like, started telling me a story about what she used to do. She's like, and, and how it's playing out in her head. She's like, but that's a really silly story. I get that. I was like, hold on. So you're calling your past self silly, yet she got you to where you are now. She's incredible. And it's so slight that we don't recognise how many times we disconnect from ourselves, And because we're so well-practised at it, yes, we just do it and we don't even realise, oh, that's a stupid thought. I don't think that anymore. That's not how I am anymore. Well, no, but who you were got you to who you are. So honouring and respecting that and making a different choice now because that's what you do is great. I love the timing of these conversations because I literally was doing that this morning, making my (laughs) cacao, and I had a thought process come in and it's like, oh, no, I don't think like that anymore. That exact same thing went through my head. And the good thing I'm actually witnessing in this is I didn't beat myself up for it. I actually had a little giggle and put my hand on my heart and just went, that's beautiful that I can actually witness the shift and I can witness where this is all going and how that got me to here, to here, to here. And now I can recognize that. And when you recognize something, then, you know, that awareness also helps to create the shifts in those little ways. So it's, yeah, the timing is amazing as always. As always. (laughs) And isn't that beautiful because we're ever evolving. There's no there. We're human and we'll continue to have human experiences and make human mistakes. And this idea that there's this there, there's this enlightenment, like part of the beauty of the human experience is growth. And growth comes through awareness and realisations. Yeah, and having experiences and making mistakes, it's its just part of it all. We feel pain and we feel heartache and we feel 
we can feel it's it's something that a human can do you know and having those progresses and and having those realizations is part of our own like self-inquiry and self-journey and I think it's so important that we start kind of taking people off pedestals who may be further down the growth path there's no such thing there is only your path there is only your lane and the one that you're on and the journey that you're taking and there's nowhere else for you to be but here and when we recognize that we're actually able to be in our own lane and to be inspired by someone else's journey for sure but they're also in that inspirational journey they're at a next stage of what their journey looks like there's no there's no levels that's right and part of their other parts of their lives may look completely different that they're not as far in the journey along and they might be inspired by part of your journey yeah that's that's what we forget to acknowledge absolutely and this is why i think things like conversations and storytelling and story sharing and and connecting on a level where we can share rather than preach, you know, is, is, really, is really important. I don't think I have ever had someone on a journey with me who has had even a slightly similar direction, purpose, where they're going, talent, skill. They're all so different. And they're all so unique in the way that they do their purpose and the way they do their life and all of the dynamics that go with it. And that I get to see come out when they let go of the rest and they start kind of really zoning into the curiosity of what is, what is this, you know, what is this even? What do I do? What do I actually want to do? we start to shift into that creative mode where we're creating our own journey and it's, you know, it's like those amazing books that I used to read when I was young that were that Choose Your Own Adventure. You know, My favourite. You could read six different stories but it was always your choice and that's what life is meant to be about. And we can overcomplicate it so much by feeling obliged to take a certain path because that's the right or wrong way to do it. That Those books were my favourite. And mm-hmm. um, even on my website, I think last year I've changed it up. Now I had Choose Your Own Adventure was one of the titles because it's how I now run my business because I thought I had to niche down and I thought I had to do things this way and that way. And now it's like choose your own adventure and that works for me as well. I get to choose what I write, when I write, who for. If it inspires me, yes. If it doesn't, no, because I get to choose and it doesn't always look the same. And it's taken me a lifetime to actually get to that. And I'm still not fully there yet. You know, as you said, there is no there. Every day is a different decision as to what I want to be doing and what's lighting me up. And tomorrow will look different to yesterday. But what would you say to someone that's, um, I guess, been in their heads a lot 
And it's like, yes, I know, I know all this stuff, but I'm stuck in this life. I'm stuck with a husband that doesn't support me. I'm stuck in a job that I don't really enjoy. Like, you know, I've heard all this stuff about I get to create my life, but Mm. jeez. I know, just tell me how. I don't get it. Mm. So I would recommend that they remove themselves from their life for a hot minute. And by that, I mean that when, and one of the reasons why I did my immersions and the way that I did them once upon a time when the world was traveling, uh, is that we get so much insight and our ability to see things differently is really ignited when we can get ourselves out of the environment that is reminding us of everything that we have been and everything that we are in. When we're inside our lives, it's really hard for us to see. And I know that in the most challenging parts of my life, when I've been in really challenging situations, the most powerful thing that I have done is extract myself so that I can get a better view, a bird's eye view, you know, and I'll often take clients up mountains so that they can be at the top and really get perspective. And I can tell you now that if you are feeling really stuck in your head and stuck in whatever it is that you are in, to take yourself out of it and bring yourself into a place where you can just sit and be and not have to solve anything you'll be amazed at some of the answers that you get, you know. And the question I often will ask a client is, where is your power? Where are you handing it to? Where is it going? And the first step to bringing it back to self is to see with clarity where you are. Most people are so busy trying to find the answer with their head, with another course, with another book, with another coach, that they don't take the time to sit and recognise what what is the issue, what is my reality now, and if I could have it anyway, what would it look like? That first step is so key because it allows you to come back to yourself and recognize that you have all of the tools and resources. If you're a human being and you're breathing on this planet, you may need some additional external resources. I would almost guarantee that you need some additional external resources. You cannot choose who or what those external resources are when you're right inside it. Yeah. The first step is to extract yourself out. And then choosing to get some kind of support is that next step. And I think the real key is recognising that it may not be the first person you speak to. And whether that's a therapist, a psychologist, a coach, um, a mentor, it doesn't matter what title that person has. They are human as well. So It's absolutely, and that's why having that space is so, so important because it gives you some time to get enough of your power back that if that person is not the right fit, you can say no and move on to the next. And you'll know when someone is the right fit for you 
if you have a conversation and suddenly your body relaxes. Again, back to the somatics. Our body knows. We know when we feel safe. And we know when something is resonating deeply with us. And if we can get that clarity, okay, I know where I want to go and I know what I actually need. I just need a little bit of support in this. And you'd be surprised with how quickly it will show up for you. I love how the body actually has those answers. So many times I've made decisions with my head and I've gotten halfway through a course or halfway through something and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not even going to finish this. There's no point. And it's, it's taking that pressure off to feel like you have to because you've spent the money on it as well. It's just trusting and coming back to your heart space or your wherever your body is showing you. Sometimes it's solar plexus and sometimes it's sacral, depending on, I guess, how you work. But yeah, for me, it always comes from the heart. Yeah. You know, it's, it's challenging if there's trauma because our body can have a different response. And getting through that and dif- and distinguishing between that. And that's where external support can really come in because we may have a triggered response and we don't even recognise that we're in that triggered response. And so if you have someone who can see through and underneath that and very gently with great respect guide you through to the other side, that's powerful. That's such a good point because I've just gone through, I think, nearly 10 weeks of trauma therapy, which I didn't even think I needed. It kind of, I got, again, it was one of those strange decisions that I just ended up there. And it's recognizing, I had no idea after all the work I've even done, recognizing some of my bodily responses were trauma triggers. Totally. It's been incredible. And and that's an area that I'm so passionate about in that somatic area and that work because for me, those are the pockets that when I pop them with a client, they literally skyrocket forward. And I only had a client the other day where this happened and she said to me in the next session we had, it's like I've been living in this bubble and I didn't even realise that there was this other bubble all the way over there I hadn't even seen it. And she said, I can't even tell you how much shifted in this area of my life in the last week. And the really strange thing is I haven't done anything. That is the beauty of being able to work on those triggers. And they may be really, 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 really old. But if you're working with someone who can see them just you'll be halfway through a sentence and you'll have that slight response and go there rather than getting caught up with talking from the head. It's pinpointing those that makes makes all the difference. And, and so this is where that, that distinction really comes in and we, we never actually see ourselves We never actually, we only ever see ourselves in the mirror. So the fact that we actually don't see ourselves and how much of our cells are we not seeing, you know? So there's there's a lot of um, people I find who've read all the books and done all the courses, but they sit on the surface level and they skip along the surface 
and they've never really gone into a space where they can truly be seen. Mm-hmm. Given, Story of my life. <laughs> given support and feedback that can guide them in a different way. And that's where if you get someone or even a, a friend who is willing to give you that kind of feedback, it can change your whole world because it's just it's changing your perspective. And then when you have that insight from that perspective shift, it's embodying what that new meaning is. That's all it is. But we can't see ourselves in that. Sometimes it's blind. It's those blind spots that we can't see. So it's like that first step is getting above your life and really getting perspective in your own space, in your own way, not having anyone else interfering or asking you a thousand questions. And when you get into that calm space, there will always be an answer there for you. There will always be something. It's not demanding it. It's not needing a solution. It's just having what's my next step. Yeah. And then it's seeking that that external guidance that is going to resource you. And this is a difference. It's not going to tell you how to do your life. It's not going to give you an instruction manual. It's not going to tell you how they did it and this is how you can do it too. It is resourcing you with the tools that you need to come back to that place of self-leadership so that you can embody your own life in the way that you want to. Yeah, that's so beautiful. There's way too many people out there willing to tell you how you should do it because that's what's worked for them, which I got caught up in as well, not the telling others, but just following along with all of that. And none of it worked for me because my story of how I got to where I was was so different. So different. Yeah. You know, and it's with great respect because most of that has come from a really good intention. Loving place. Yeah. It's a loving place. It's not a right or wrong thing, but it's just if I was to give those two key things for someone in that place of being stuck or in that place of, I know I'm transitioning, whatever part of my life, it's transitioning and there's something going on. Go back to your own wisdom and then find someone who's going to amplify that wisdom because we are so powerful and I've had to be backed into so many corners to recognise that and I have seen it in so many people, you know, creating what anyone else would see as miracles in their life. Really all they're doing is getting very, very clear getting rid of all of the guck that's around them, that's telling them to do it a different way and leading in their own way. Yeah, coming back to that self-empowerment, just so, so important. Yeah, yeah, at a much, much deeper level than we see bandage around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so, so much for this conversation. You're so welcome. It's, It's been divine and just... Yeah, so many little nuggets in there that have that are helpful for me even and I hope so. just so grateful for that. Oh, you're so welcome. For those, actually, there's one more thing I'll ask. For those that are feeling that transition, because so many women I know are. Yeah. And men, not just women. <laughs> yeah. So many, I that. so many people I know are in that, oh, there's a big shift happening, but I oh, I can feel it. I'm 
it's just life's not the same anymore, but I just don't know how. Again, what would your suggestion be? Would it to be to look from above again or do you have any other little tips? Um, my my suggestion's always to go and extract yourself and, and go go somewhere where it's not in life, definitely. Um, but follow it. Start following it. It's this is, you know, these are those breadcrumbs that take you down paths that you never thought you would go. And I'll often give, um, that's what I'll do, I'll give you an exercise that anyone can do and it's one that I give to my clients all the time when they're really starting to tune out, to tune in. Give yourself a day and literally have, have no plan and take yourself somewhere. And it might be uh, somewhere you've not been before. You know, it might be a suburb you've not been before, somewhere where you're not really familiar with the environment. I did it a client, I did this with a client who'd moved back to her um, place of origin, but then to a city that she hadn't lived in before and in a suburb that she'd never been to before. So it was, this is a brilliant example of that. You know, it was it was all new, it was all unfamiliar. And she hadn't found her yoga studio. She hadn't found her local cafe. She hadn't found those places yet, you know. And it's, it's the first thing that I'll do if I go to a new city. I'll get out of the hotel and I'll go for a run. I'll just put my earphones on and I'll make sure I know where I am. And I'll go for a run and just explore and just see a different route. And so it comes from that because it's just such an exciting thing to do so it brings that excitement back if you've got that excitement that there's something going on have a day and don't know where you're going follow street by street without without any navigation external navigation system and the only rule in this game is that you every now and then just close your eyes center yourself and breathe and just ask the simple question of what's my next step, which is my next turn, and see where you end up and notice what you experience in that day and notice synchronistically things that you find. You know, you can add to that day by setting yourself an intention of, you know, three things that you'd love to happen in that time. It's that whole creating your day piece. But make them really interesting and really different from your normal. Yeah. And just it's taking you out of your normal patterns, your normal routines, your normal way of doing things. Because if there's something bubbling and you want to do it differently, you're going to have to go down a different path. So you're going to have to create some different neural pathways. So this is a really good way of doing that. Perfect. Yeah, because if we get stuck in the normal, then that normal can last 50 years. It's only our normal that we've known from the past. (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly we're standing there going, oh, how did I let that happen? You know, I want to be doing something different. Why didn't I take that turn? And it's because 95% of our day is led from our unconscious mind. 5% of the time we're aware and making choices. So we needn't get frustrated with ourselves for repeating the same pattern because it's very challenging to create brand new ones. And in my experience, 
someone will say, well, I just don't know what that feels like. I've never done that. I don't even have a model for that. That doesn't even exist in my experience. So if someone doesn't have a model for something and someone doesn't have the context, it's going to be much easier for them to recreate an old pattern. So the other piece that if you're wanting to do it differently, you're going to have to create a completely different model and experience that. And I do a lot of uh, visioning work with my clients to move beyond where they've been before, create that future in a completely different way as if it was someone else's life. And then step in and experience that in the body because unless you have an experience of that thing that feels odd and weird and different that you've never experienced before in your body, it's very unlikely that you're going to go and create that out there in the real world. That's why people create dysfunctional relationships and that don't, they don't have a model of a secure functioning relationship or why they go and get a job that they hate and go and get another one that looks different on the outside but kind of is exactly the same. They just haven't created the model. So that's the other piece is if there is something shifting and changing, create a model for what it could look like. And if you need to, if it was someone else's life, get creative and then bring it back into what would that be like for me? Yeah, perfect advice. Thank you so, so much. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. You're very welcome. I um, I love conversations. <laughs> I love conversations about this because I think that there are so many people who are spinning plates, particularly in this day, spinning plates going really fast, not going anywhere. And it's not because of a lack of intelligence. For They're sure. extremely intelligent and they've got lots of knowledge that they've gathered. The only shift is it just gets to come back into the body. And to do that, you have to slow down. Yeah, all comes down to slowing down, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone has really been inspired by your words enough to go, oh, my gosh, I need this woman in my life, <laughs> what's the best way to contact you? Um, they can go to my website, uh, kellycarthy.com, very easy to remember, um, and reach out that way. Instagram handles are my name, Facebook's my name pretty easy to follow. So I, I create content there. My favorite thing is to do deep work. I will be releasing um, some courses in the coming months. So definitely keep an eye out for that. But definitely just if you have heard something in this conversation that has got you curious, I'm always open to having a conversation to explore what that curiosity might be. And it may not be working with me in my work, but it may be doing something different to how you've been doing it before. So it could be that tiny change in your life that's worth exploring. Yes. Well, I will put the link to your website in, yeah, the, wonderful. in the podcast anyway, so it will make it super easy. Super easy. Thanks so much, Kelly. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd be ever so grateful and it would really help a girl out if you'd share the love. Subscribe, rate and review so others can find us too. Much love.